You're listening to the Big Finish Podcast, official release date 14th of August 2017. We at Big Finish are the proud purveyors of the finest audio drama and audiobooks in the known universe. I'm Benji Clifford. As if you didn't know, he said, faltering with his script reading abilities. He's a sound designer and composer for Big Finish. He's, I was actually being um, uh, distracted by an email from <laughs> David Richardson. Uh, he's Ziggy of the Zigsters and he's a dab hand at the Kazoo and Jaw Harp. And you know, generally just a top fellow. I'm Nick Briggs. He's the co-executive producer of Big Finish Productions Ooh. and does monster voices for that there Doctor Who on the telly. He is the monster man. Blah. What sort of productions do we make at Big Finish, I pretend to hear you ask? Well, loads of lovely Doctor Who, Blake Seven, Torchwood, Bunny Summerfield, Dark Shadows... <laughs> Dracula, Frankenstein, Sherlock Holmes, indubitably, The Confessions of Dorian Gray, I confess, Survivors, I've died, The Avengers, we're needed, Mrs. Peel, The Omega Factor, Spooky, The Prisoner, I'm not a number, I'm a free man, you get the picture? Yes, I've lost it, this early in the podcast, sir, is the picture in your mind? (laughs) That sounded like an owl. I don't know what it was meant to be. I was, I was just riffing, just riffing. It was iconic. It was, That's <laughs> what it was. It was iconic. Shove it in a park, put a plaque on it. Icon, there forever. Uh, and here's the shape of the Big Finish podcast. It's sort of triangular, perhaps a dodecahedron or dodecahedral. You decide. That's right, you decide. So yes, first, you, 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 you listening you. at home. Uh, so first up is the Big Finish news, and that is followed swiftly by listeners' emails. Then it's our guest star interview, followed by the Randomoid Selectatron, where we randomly select a Big Finish release from the archives to have a chinwag about. And then there'll just be time for Nick to round up the latest releases before we offer you a free 15-minute tease of one of our latest releases. This edition, our guest star interview, you may well have noticed, is with Janet Fielding, famous for playing Tegan, companion to the fifth Doctor, Peter Davidson. (laughs) (laughs) Our intrepid interviewer, Karen Parks, tracked her down at a recent Big Finish studio session and forced her to answer questions well done karen she's doing a brilliant job and our 15 minute drama tease is from a story that's released this week it's the blood furnace by eddie robson and starring sylvester mccoy as the seventh doctor with sophie aldred as ace and bonnie langford as mel great stuff i'm sorry about that terrible accent this <laughs> needs out on dvd and video for march the first terms and conditions apply <laughs> And so then, onwards we go. Is it time, Nick, for the ruddy news? It blinking well is, old fellow. This is the Big Finish News. Oh, the Making his triumphant back. return. Yeah, that's right. Very nice, very nice. Couldn't resist, couldn't resist. Uh, so yes, the top stories this week. Terrorhawks Volume 3 Review Roundup. Doctor Who, The Blood Furnace. Doctor Who, The Skin of the Sleek. And The Third Doctor Volume 3, 
Yes, it's nearly all Doctor Who this week, apart from Terror Hawks, of course. And who could forget Terror Hawks? After all, stay on this channel. Yes, yes, stay on this channel. The third and final series of Jerry Anderson's Terror Hawks has been getting some great reviews. Blog to Who gave it a 10 out of 10. They said the last two volumes of Terror Hawks have been a brilliant reintroduction of the classic series, showcasing why its action and humour made it a beloved children's programme in the 1980s. With volume two giving us a feature length climatic finale, uh, that seemed to change everything about the series. Was that finale about the climate then? Uh, they continue. <laughs> this volume, however, not only gives us the resolution to that cliffhanger, but from the word go, there are no holds barred. It's a wrestling match. With anything happening in the series, anything you thought couldn't happen, now can! Wow! The super soar away sun! Writer and director Jamie Anderson, along with Messrs Terry Adlam, David Hirsch, Chris Dale and Mark Wallard, all do a damn fine job at not only keeping the show faithful to its roots, but also for taking it in a new direction and helping to show further layers to these characters that we know and love. This volume has conclusively proven that this range has now become one of Big Finish's best and greatest, with this volume in particular now being the series' high point. Popular Anderson blog Security Hazard says, The final moments of the series are the greatest testimony to the achievements of Big Finish's Terrorhawks audio adventures. They have taken the show in directions that no one could have possibly imagined, trying all sorts of new and excited format experiments to produce stories which not only break the mould of Terrorhawks, but break the mould of what you can expect from a classic Jerry Anderson formula. If you like Terrorhawks, you'll love the Big Finish audios. If you were perhaps underwhelmed by Terrorhawks upon first viewing, the audio stories do everything to make amends. But frankly, having just finished listening to this incredible box set, there's nothing I yearn to do more than start watching the original series from the beginning. Ah, uh, there's also a great review from Sci-Fi Pulse, but, you know, all that's coming up this week on the website. Have a look. And many of our listeners have given Terrorhawks Volume 3 a solid thumbs up. And the biggest fans have been the listeners to the Terrorhawks Adventures, of course. Uh, you've done it again at Jerry Anderson TV, at I am um, Jamie Anderson, and at Big Finish. Terrorhawks Volume 3 is incredible. Love the continuation of the story and the way you're developing the universe in a new and exciting way. A series 4 is a must. <laughs> Virus. Twitter fan. Hey, yet again, at Big Finish, at Jerry Anderson TV, plus I am Jamie Anderson. Knocked it out of the park with Terrorhawks Volume 3. Lots of great developments in both stories and characters, especially for the secondary cast members. Yes, below stairs there. Uh, would be a delight, stroke, surprise if a Volume 4 is considered via Chris on Twitter. Yes, it would be a surprise. <laughs> Ooh, that's a surprise. Uh, after all that love, here's a lovely clip from Terrorhawks Volume 3. We'll wait five minutes and try again. Terrorhawks, this is the voice of Zelda. I know you can hear me, Earth scum. Blimey, speak of the devil. We can hear you, Zelda. I have a proposition for you. Funny you should say that. Go on. You and I are more alike than you realize, Tiger Three Stein. What are your intentions? Although you might find it hard to believe, my intentions are peaceful and conciliatory. 
I find that hard, but not impossible. Go on. We are willing to discuss the possibility of perhaps considering a peace treaty with the Earth. What? coming. Then I suggest we meet on Spacehawk without delay. Make the trip in an unarmed Zeef. In return, we'll take the Zeroid Array offline. That sounds like a positive start, Clone. We'll be there in one Earth hour. Zelda, out. On Tuesday the 15th of August, Doctor Who, The Blood Furnace is released, featuring the 7th Doctor, Ace Admel. As we mentioned earlier, it features in our 15-minute tease at the end of this podcast. But here's the trailer. Oh, I should really get back to work. Don't give the company your time for free, Joe. Some of us are grateful to have a job at all, you know. My dad's been out of work ten years. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. We're on Merseyside, and the year is 1991. There's not going to be anything worth doing here. Unusual design. What sort of ship is it? I thought it was a cargo ship at first, but there are some very odd touches. I wonder if perhaps it's military. Hello? We're not ready to receive. We're shut down for the night. Is the blood crystal in place? Yes, Mum. Then all we need is blood. Lominek, look at the furnace. Some kind of crystal, looks like. But it's on fire. One can hardly launch a ship without it. Doctor Who, the blood furnace. Now you're interested. Big Finish. We love stories. Smashing stuff there. And on Wednesday, smashing, the 16th... Smashing stuff. Smashing. I've sloughed my teeth. Smashing. Just thought it was Jeffrey Bailden. <laughs> oh, where's the damage? <laughs> Owl of night, hoot not. <laughs> my favourite quote ever. What was that other thing oh, you... Oh, bird of night, not. hoot not. Oh, it was bird of night, isn't it? Oh, see, I was just copying your quote badly. It's a great What's the other there? one that Salme, what was it? Salme, Dalme, Adonai. <laughs> I love it so much. What was it? Um, we saw you in the field, and the, and and the scarecrow he raised his hat at you. Raised his hat? What wonderful imaginations these children do have! <laughs> <laughs> love him. Oh man, my favourite. He is my favourite. That's the crow man. There, there is the crow man indeed. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, what what are we talking about? Uh, So Wednesday the 16th of August is Doctor Who, The Skin of the Sleek, and that's released then, obviously. Uh, It features Tom Baker as the fourth Doctor and Lala Ward as Romana. Here is a trailer. Master Bluejaw, chained hard to the book of futures, wisest son of a skull. Tell us what we're here for. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. The Fourth Doctor Adventures, The Skin of the Sleek. We cannot begin at the beginning. That was once upon a time, long gone, like a dream lost in the deeps. A star falls from the sky. A man, a doctor with a box. A girl caught in the nets. A hunter who'll be hunted. Here, come on. 
Lean on me. I'm very much obliged to you. Take it easy. I'm fine. You were nearly drowned. Did I have a friend? She's still out there. Friend? Romana. Captain? <laughs> well, here's a strange cat. Found her caught in the dawnward nets. It can't be. Sartea cara dinora. What are you doing here? Well, I could ask you the same. This planet has a strange nature, neither fish nor fowl, nor sea nor land. That's why we're here. The coordinates indicated a planet thunderer in the southeast galactic delta. We've only found one settlement. Yours isn't the only ship wrecked on this sodden planet. Tomorrow leads into tomorrow, and tomorrow, and tomorrow, and tomorrow, and tomorrow. Big finish. We love stories. And on Thursday, the 17th of August, The Third Doctor, Volume 3, is released, starring Tim Trelaw as The Third Doctor and Katie Manning as Joe Grant. Here's a clip. Remove the body. I obey. All right, all right. No need to prod me with that. Disintegrate human remains. What? I obey. You interrogation subjects will move into position now. Move. Move into the monitoring array. What? This thing? Monitoring array cables attaching. Doing. Your responses will be monitored. Any attempt to deceive us will be punished. So, what are you waiting for? This interrogation is to be conducted by the Dalek commander of our mission on FAR. And just what is your mission on FAR? Silence! We are asking the questions. I take it you're the Dalek commander here. Activate monitoring! I obey. Monitoring activated. Test punishment circuits! Testing now. <laughs> punishment circuits functioning. You don't say... Statement! You are a human being, and you came to this planet with a saboteur of Dalek operations known as the Doctor. That's right. Truthful response detected. And that was from uh, The Conquest of Far, a Dalek story, as you probably noticed. And just before we finish the news, here's an early tease for October's Sixth Doctor release. At the request of Colin Baker, we gave him a pure historical... And what a corker it is, tackling the thorny issue of slavery in the year 1756, set in Bath, actually. It's uh, not a Bath in the city of Bath. It's a truly beautiful script. I'm going there next week, actually. You're going to have holiday. a bath there? Are you going to bath there? I don't know whether I'll go to the baths, no. I like there the are spa bath things. It's a spring, isn't it? I don't know. Boing, boing, boing. Uh, anyway, it's a truly beautiful script from Mark Platt. 
Oh, there's the spring in Bath. <laughs> it's called the Behemoth, or the Behemoth, or however you want to pronounce it. Um, my only regret about this story is that I was unavailable to direct it. I desperately wanted to direct it, but Jamie Anderson's done a superb job, as he always does. Here's the trailer coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Mrs. Clark, Mrs. Ramon, and <clears throat> the Doctor. Very discreet. Thank you. This is asking for trouble. Doctor Who, the behemoth. Theodosia, might I have the honour? Oh, sir, you may indeed. Good grief. He's rather good. Goribe, Goribe, are you there? They are hunting me. They have taken him away because they are our masters. England should be ashamed. And one day your filthy trade will be swept away. Utter one word, and I'll have him flopped to death. And you too. Get off me! Get off! Let me out! Let me out! Doctor! It is there! The dragon! Connie, look out! Big finish. We love stories. You destroyed my foundry. Oh, a big explosion can be hugely satisfying. And that there is the end of the news for this week, and we'll be back with more next week. But in the meantime, I think it's time to... I don't know what we're going to do. We could do a lot of things. Do you fancy a, um, do you fancy a fantasy sword fight, Nick? <laughs> yes. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> It's the end of the news, though. That's the news. Well, basically gone. what we're saying. Yeah, it's gone. It's finished. I've stabbed the news. Ugh! You know when oh. you're a kid, when you stab people, you always oh. made the noise of dying, them dying, didn't you? Oh, yeah. You, you stabbed someone, you went, Ugh! Ugh! <laughs> Why am I making the noise? It's them I've just stabbed. Anyway. I always um, remember, like, in... Um, in my early films when I was a kid I used to make I used to make these James Bond films where I'd run around and my friend my, my friend would be James <laughs> Bond I'd be this rubbish villain and it was all very rubbish but I, I always remember being frustrated with myself and everybody else in it because we'd have the guns and where where I was going to dub over the sounds of guns firing you'd have me and all my friends going psh, and like yeah and, and so of course whenever you're doing it then you just got James Bond running around going Think, oh. Yeah, but that's a bit like the uh, Lego Batman movie, isn't it? Because all the guns go... It's all someone doing that. It's, I love it. Oh, it's good. What a way to end the news. What Amazing. a way to end the so, news. Yeah. Sorry about all the stabbing references. They were, you know, pretty not grim. meant seriously. Time now to take a stab at uh, listeners' emails. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, it has been documented that I have a certain affection for a really lovely email now and again. Uh, and all you have to do to join us is to email us at podcast at bigfinish.com. That's podcast at bigfinish.com. Uh, has Joseph Lister uh, emailed you, uh, Nick? No, no. Oh, I had shame! Shame on you, Joseph Lister. Um, Joe Lister, one of our writers, lovely chap. Chatting on Twitter, I think it was yesterday morning. Because um, uh, I'm going to plug this because I can. Um, the Drama Channel on Sky are showing right from the beginning London's Burning, that great uh, 1980s television program about uh, the London firefighters. 
it's, about which you are completely obsessed. Which I'm completely obsessed. But it's really good. It is really good. Um, and he was like, oh, he's like, he's like, I'm gonna, I'm. Gonna, he said something along the lines of, I'm gonna email in until Big Finish commissions it. So I'm expecting him to email in, and if he hasn't, then quite frankly, I'm going to be very sad. And he hasn't. So obviously, he doesn't care about London's yeah, burning. Yeah, but I mean, Joe Lidster very rarely remembers to put his socks on, so he's never gonna, you know. He owns socks. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> Yeah. It's, yeah, it's horribly untrue. I th- I think I've never seen Joe sockless. No, he's 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 a real he's a real <laughs> sock man. He's a great guy actually. He's a great guy. He's got a good, good selection. I'd like of... to sock it to him. I'd like I'd like to sock him in the face. No, we wouldn't <laughs> like to sock you in the face. He's, That's he's, just he's unpleasant. He's a lovely guy though. What a, what a what a top geezer. Top I'm geezer. I'm ripping that remark out of my head. That's better. That's Nick Briggs there with his head made out of Velcro. <laughs> so, yes. It's uh, all true. Later on in this email segment of the podcast, we'll be trying something a little different as Nick right. will be we'll reading be doing out. it in Spanish. We'll be t- <laughs> gracias, gracias. I don't know any other Spanish words. Yeah, exactly. I'm Sin- not even going Senorita there. Latino. I don't know. <laughs> that, that's just some inkling into the sleazy. Just ripping that out of my head as well. <laughs> An inkling into my sleazy lifestyle. Uh, yeah, but basically, we're going to be trying something completely different. We're going to be reading some posts out from Nick's official Facebook page after he reminded you all that a podcast is coming up. So uh, that's going to be this is going to be interesting. But in the meantime, well, you say that you say that that may be you know overselling it. <laughs> I hope they're all completely completely random and, and pointless yeah. and sort of. I must do the shopping. Yeah, <laughs> Nick, I've just got to remind you. There's this great strimmer down the garden centre. It's really good. It's it's only nine ninety nine and it's really got a long cord that you can plug it into the kitchen and go right round to the front garden. Shut up! Buck up! Go away! Um. <laughs> I don't have any garden. He might be my new favourite character. I quite like him, actually. He's good, isn't he? Yeah. He's quite it's, sort it, of... It sounds like a sort of dull John Motson. <laughs> I can see that, yeah. You're John Motson is a famous uh, football commentator, for those of you who don't know. Yes, He's well... so famous that even I know, and I have no interest in football. He is a, an icon in the, uh, the, the commentator's booth, so to speak. Yes, I would agree with you. Uh, but yes, uh, in the meantime, so it's on to the emails. So first up, this is from John Gatehouse. I uh, really like your name there, Gatehouse there, and deriving uh, presumably from a castle, no less, uh, the Castle Gatehouse. If it's not, could be completely made up, but I like to who think knows? so. Who knows, who yeah. knows, But yeah, John, you actually sent this to inquiries at bigfinish.com, and uh, that's uh, where basically Big Finish sort people's problems out and... and do other stuff like that. That's where you inquire stuff. So, uh, in future... <laughs> well, beautifully explained, in, in future, <laughs> please send it to podcast at bigfinish.com. But this we're going to read it out anyway. Man, John. I'm just saying that you sent it there, you know, but you must have meant to send it. It's, it's it easy- all about pon- podcasts. It's easily done. It's easily done. We've all done it. I'm not, but we've all done it. Um, you may have done it on purpose, but we're, we're, you're going to read it out now, aren't you? Either way, you got our attention. So, uh, John says here, Hi, all. Much like the wonderful... This is epic, by the way. This goes on for about three days this evening. Oh, that's good. I've got the time. Uh, <laughs> Hi all. Much like the wonderful Sarah Sutton, I watch very few programmes. Brackets. Heck, I don't even own a TV. Dumb down TV indeed. In fact, the only show I passionately watch every 12 to 18 months, depending on when a new series is broadcast, is Doctor Who. Like, duh. And yet I listen to at least one Big Finish audio every night, which says a lot about the quality of your productions. 
Or, or, fa- or the play button is just stuck on <laughs> with a bit of with a bit of sellotape. Yeah, <laughs> just peel it off and it will stop. The pain will go away. A series I would never dream of watching, including Terror Hawks, especially Terror Hawks, Survivors, and uh, Torchwood, are some of my favourite big finish dramas. Um, Terror Hawks is a TV series I hated with a passion, an awful mishmash of Jerry Anderson's other shows with extremely light, racist, homophobic overtones. I'm sure Jerry was neither. The show was just of the time when making fun of gays and foreigners uh, was thought to be hilarious humour. When I saw that Big Finish had brought back Terror Hawks, I swore that I would never listen to the series. (laughs) No way, it'll never happen. And then, and then... You rotters offer a free Terror Hawks adventure, and I am a sucker for a freebie, aren't we all? Uh, expecting the worst, and ready to grumble about how bad the show really was, I was genuinely surprised how much fun this story turned out to be. Zelda's Christmas, if you're interested, by the way. Uh, then you offer another free adventure, and I'm hooked! Unbelievable. At their best, the Big Finish Terrorhawks adventures are a lovely mix of satirical comedy and social commentary, much in the style of 2000 AD. I love it. So congrats to Jamie Anderson, the writers, and especially the amazing actors for a job well done. And now you've convinced me how good Terrorhawks can be, you go and cancel the series. Are you mad, people? Uh, Bring it back immediately. I need more Zelda in my life. Ah! Um, and then there's Dark Shadows. Until I discovered Big Finish, I had never even heard of the show and wasn't particularly interested in listening to an audio drama about it. And then... And then... Big Finish offers a free Dark Shadows story. Admittedly, listening to the story, I had no idea who any of the characters were, but it was written so well that I did some online surfing to learn about the TV series. My interest peaked when I watched the first episode on YouTube. Bad move. I'm currently at episode 169 and, like Matthew Waterhouse, rapidly addicted to it. Nine-year-old David Collins being the star of the show, the most evil kid ever in the history of TV or film, tries to kill his dad, locks up his governess in a secret room to starve to death and once drowned his hamster to show it just how much he loved it. Psycho to the max! Please, let's have David a David story from when he was nine years old. It has potential to be one of the most horrific Dark Shadow stories ever. Blimey, sounds it, doesn't it? Yeah, wouldn't wouldn't want to cross him on a dark night. Um, <laughs> with his with his dead hamster. With his dead no no. Look at my dead hamster. No no, go away. I'm not. I don't like stuff like that. It's horrible, and it smells bad. Of dead hamster. Of dead of dampster. <laughs> So I'm just opening my door because I'm getting so hot in my shed. It's very hot today. Yeah, it's a hot. It is a hot Down day. On I've the got southwest coast. I've got, got my little window open up there, which is which is oh. pro- providing am, uh, ample uh, ventilation. Anyway, uh, after that intermission, on <laughs> the rest of this epic page, page two of the email now. Um, and obviously, I'm also addicted to the BFDS audio dramas. That's that's Big Finish Dark Shadows. Uh, I can't believe how many have been produced. Brackets, I suspect you guys do this on purpose just to see me end up in the workhouse. You evil capitalist dogs. <laughs> um, I, I, was, I was sort of thought about doing that in a sort of uh, Russian accent, but I realised uh, I, I just forgot to do it halfway through and it turned out whatever that was. 
You evil capitalist dogs. I can't do Russian very well. You evil capitalist dogs. No. Well, that was pretty good. Yeah, was yeah. that all right? I'll give that 7 out of 10. And congratulations to Roy Gill and all the actors for winning the recent Scribe Award. Blood yes, and Fire. Yeah, congrats. Blood and Fire was an amazing production doing the TV series Proud. It is by far my favourite Big Finish Dark Shadows story. If Nick Briggs wants to try a Dark Shadow story, brackets, as Matthew Waterhouse keeps encouraging him to do, this is definitely the one. Witches, vampires, zombies, brilliant, brilliant story. Who knows? Nick might even get hooked. <gasps> like a fish on a line. Um, yeah, I'm hooked! Uh, actually, with Joe, ah, List- Joe Lister was... T- ah, <laughs> I'm hooked. He's hooked in Velcro. Nick fishes for fish with Velcro, basically. He says, with all the fish with Velcro around your necks, just come to the bank and uh, and attach yourself to me line, uh, please. Um, I actually got invited uh, to go fishing tomorrow, but uh, can't. Working. But, uh, yeah, never mind. Yeah, get on with the work. Get on, exa- well, exactly, exactly. So I'll just sit on fishing simulator instead. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yes... Um, Actually, here's a challenge for the whole Big Finish staff to listen to a Big Finish audio drama from a series they don't usually follow. With Nick, I assume this will be Dark Shadows and Blake Seven, they might be pleasantly surprised. I bet we would, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, Joe Lister was telling me last night something about Dark Shadows. Just, I can't go into detail what it is, but he's telling me about it, and it was really, really cool. And it, it did uh, pique my uh, interest, so to speak. So, uh, yeah, so, uh, right, so moving on in this email, uh, he says, suggestion time. Come on, I haven't waffled on this long without wanting to offer my own suggestions for new big finished dramas. Blimey. The saint, the saint, the saint! Uh, surely you can get a licence for old Simon Templar. Rest in peace, Rog. Sniff. Absolutely, rest in peace, Roger Moore. What a oh, man, yeah, what a man. God, I can hear the theme tune playing in my head as I write this. Um, I'm currently listening to the entire output of 70 Saint books from that company Nick doesn't like very much and read by the fantastic John Telfer, the Roger Moore of the audiobooks. Um, The good thing about the Saint is that the role has been played by so many actors, you simply need to get the license and find an actor to fit the part. Job well done. Off you go. Oh, simples. Simple. Well, let me just quickly, I'll answer these questions as we go along. Good idea. Um, we'd love to do The Saint. There are some rights issues. That's all I'll say there. But we well, hopefully one day we will do. That would be nice to know, though. We've certainly made inquiries about it over many, many years. It's not a, as easy as you'd think. It's a natural progression sort of deal, I think. It seems like it seems like quite a natural, natural big finish thing to do mm. but yeah, you know, we'd love to do it you know it'd be great but um and there's never been any horribleness or div- it's just circumstances well you know anyway. we, we did have that time where we had to choose one or the other and it was it was either the saint or uh doing uh audio adaptations of bod uh obviously we chose bod <laughs> yeah we, we just felt we could add so many more layers to the characters real dark backstories and and they really bring it with to Bard. life with Bard, yeah. <laughs> I could mention Nebulous here, but I won't. Carry oh, on. Yeah, Nebulous, give it give it a, a listen, guys. There are um, lots of references to Bard in Nebulous, you see. Uh-huh. Anyway. Hmm. 
Uh, so regarding that company that Nick doesn't like very much... What uh, is this? What is he talking about? I don't know, but I hope it's Southern Rail. Um, have you thought <laughs> about um, following their lead and setting up a monthly subscription service? I'm not sure how difficult this would be, but Big Finish customers could pay a set amount each month uh, with Audible at 7 99 It's Audible he's talking about. Uh, um, yeah. I don't think he is talking... I only talking... moan about the fact that if you, if, uh, you sell stuff to them, they take all the money <laughs> uh, but instead of having to buy a drama each month big finish customers can save uh, up until they have enough money to buy the drama that they want this would allow people on low incomes to afford some of your more expensive releases for example if they wanted they could save to pay a full subscription of the big finish main range uh, this would bring much welcome regular finance to big finish and allow customers to buy and try out more series just a thought it's a brilliant thought, John, and it's something we constantly discuss. I mean, obviously, that model works very, very well for Audible. Uh, they have a much, much bigger reach than us, you know, because of iTunes, their link with that. Um, so, yeah, it's, don't imagine that we don't discuss this sort of thing endlessly. I mean, it would be a huge change of functionality to our site to make that work and a completely a complete rethink on the way our business model works. That's not to say that we wouldn't ever do it. Um yeah leave that one with us we'll see how we go it's difficult you know we are comparatively speaking a very 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 small company next to giants like audible and amazon which are more the same thing i think audible's owned by amazon yeah um so yeah yes it may be that it's not very practical for us to do or it might mean that we end up not getting enough income to make things <laughs> So Do moving on, on now to, to question number three, uh, I'm sure uh, you'll say this will cause licensing problems, but have you thought of doing a regular monthly series of short trip releases of other ranges? Each month could offer a short trip on a different series. One month, Blake 7. The next month, Survivors. The month after that, uh, Unit or Bernie Summerfield uh, or Captain Scarlet or Omega Factor or Countermeasures or Sherlock Holmes or, since you've determined to break my heart with no full hmm. more, more full drama releases, Terror Hawks. Um, but there are not, not too many licensing difficulties in there. Not a bad idea. We could certainly do Blake 7, Survivors, uh, and Unit, because unit, that's covered by Doctor Who, uh, or Bernie Summerfield, not Bernie Summerfield, as he typed. Um, uh, Captain Scarlet, no, we can't create new fiction based on Captain Scarlet. We can only re release things previously released omega factor we could do countermeasures yeah yeah uh, and indeed sherlock holmes i keep saying that we will do the original short stories but it really funnily enough it's just a question of um i mean people complain we do too much already and what you're suggesting is is frankly more <laughs> i like the idea of short i mean for me the, the one that i would love us to do would be short trips of survivors purely because um uh, I, I think there's a lot of scope, especially my favourite stuff in Survivors is when they go right back to the start to like like as different people's sort of origin of, of the death. And I like sort of things like that. I don't know. I think that's, there's some quite fun mm, opportunities there. Nice. Yeah, nice there, mate. I like that. Obviously, Sherlock Holmes, a no-brainer. You know, absolute no-brainer. Indubitably. Oh, we've had so many plans in place to start production on that soon and, and then we just run out of time. <laughs> it's life. It's life. As long as I can have a small role in Sherlock Holmes being the guy with who who is on the carriage of with the horse going, All right, Governor, where you going, mate? With a really terrible uh, Victorian accent. Yeah, well the thing is about short trips is that there's just a single voice. 
Yeah, well, I, I, yeah, but so that, we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna. Bro- I mean, no, I suppose you could just be in the background. We're, no, we're, we're gonna break the mold here. You, it's just gonna be that one line. You say, and then the small boy sitting on the front of the horse and carriage looked backwards and said, "All right, governor, where are you going?" He looked solemn and sad. Sherlock Holmes immediately shot him between the eyes <laughs> and laughed. <laughs> I didn't have a gun effect. <laughs> yeah, he shot his Velcro gun. Out. <laughs> yes, he invented Sherlock Holmes invented Velcro. He in did. That's very true. Yes. And Gore-Tex. Oh. Yeah. I don't know why I mentioned Gore. It's I think a, it's, it's like our it's like our magazine except with a different letter at the front. I th- I th- Gore-Tex, <laughs> not to be confused with Vortex, our free magazine available from bigfinish.com to download and you get it sent free with your CDs. Not to be confused with Gore-Tex, the magazine about uh, camping materials, waterproof coats and shoes. Uh, A special pull-out supplement about... Velcro. Velcro. Well, I, I happen to just just want to interject at this opportunity to say that that is my favourite magazine. Uh, I, I often buy it when I'm passing through um, um, Peas Pottage Services. Uh, I like to go to the WH Smith down there and buy it uh, at a competitive price of two pounds ninety nine pence. Um, one. Well, I've started, so I'll finish, Nick. One one thing to consider about that is that if you buy it, uh, you do get a free voucher to get the Daily Express as well. Uh, oh, brilliant! And a oh, bottle of good. a bottle yeah. of Buxton water. If you haven't got enough prejudice and bigotry in your life, <laughs> have anything. it for free. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry, I just had to drop that character in there again. Um, I, I sensed that. I like him, you know. What's point four that John Point, Gay point has? four is slightly... Just for a warning for anyone listening, or, or a bit of news, this email's nearly over. <laughs> <laughs> it is a mammoth email. Um, it's a short trip within its own right. Um, a lo- I'd say a long trip. A lo- an, a, a, an epic. Um, Worth every syllable. It's John. enjoyable, though. It's enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, so this is point number four, or question number four, or proposal I mean, We're not helping four. by interrupting it, are we? No, we're not. We're just, we're just prolonging the agony. Um, so this is slightly tongue-in-cheek. Uh, Sarah Sutton wants more work with Big Finish, and I want more Sarah Sutton. So I have a brilliant idea. It's so genius, I'm surprised you haven't thought of it. How about a Nissa series of 12 box sets, four <laughs> stories per set, where, due to some timey-wimey distortion of the galactic nexus, Nissa is sent through time where she meets each of the 11 Doctors, 12 if you can get the license to use peter c or if not the david warner doctor i'm easy uh one doctor per box set this will give the lovely sarah much more work at big finish and me more much needed sarah sutton what do you say uh, go on you know you want to well do uh, we though well i mean working with sarah is fantastic and i think what sarah wants to do is is play other things uh, you've got to listen to her uh short trip coming up in um september i think it is uh what's it called it's it's rich she's absolutely brilliant i contact i sent her a message actually on facebook to tell her how brilliant it was and she went oh which one was that <laughs> um let me have a look on the Where is it? Uh, heart on both sides yeah that's the one it's ab- she's absolutely um, it's a fantastic reading it's so heartfelt Oh, oh, that's, that's really the Eighth Doctor one. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. It's really good. Really good. 
We love Sarah. She's a lovely human being. She's yeah. fantastic, fantastic, and a great okay, character. Okay, there's too. one more paragraph to indeed, go. Indeed, indeed. So, uh, well, uh, all that should keep you busy for the couple of days, and my cat is moaning that I'm ignoring him. Yeah, go, go stroke your cat. Uh, so, warm wishes from my paradise island of Mallorca, and keep up the great work. Brackets. Don't forget the saint and Sarah Sutton. Um, a lot of S's there. I like it. Uh, un saludo. That is uh, John Gatehouse and Lucky Cat. Thanks, John. Well, thank you, John. Uh, so while Benji has a lie down after that gargantuan email, next up, this from uh, Darren Harris. Hi, Nick and Benji. Would just like to say, firstly, how much I enjoy the podcast. Keep up the good work. I love the tangents you go on from time to time. So stop that move. <laughs> OK, so on to business, I suppose, says Darren. Firstly, I love the latest Terror Hawks. Interesting way of spelling Terror Hawks, but we knew what you meant. And I was saddened to hear that this is going to be the final one. I would love to do more. I would love, yeah, you would love to do more. Wow. Uh, well, you make them then. Especially exploring this new tiger. Mm, yeah, well. No, not that sort of tiger. Uh, Einstein. I wonder what he would make of the Doctor, the Daleks, or even Gallifrey. I guess you would say to that. Just imagine. True. Mm. Uh, still, I would love to hear more. Well, well, we're listening. I really do not wish to seem insensitive by asking this question, but I'm going to ask it with the hope that nobody takes this as being in any way insensitive because it's certainly not meant to be. Have you ever thought about recasting Rog Blake? That's the, the character from Blake 7. I'm only asking because uh, you've demonstrated time and time again that there are plenty of stories to be told with regards to Blake and his adventures. Also, perhaps the season 4 ending could be finally resolved with the magic of Big Finish and all your skilled writers. I feel confident that you could come up with something more than fitting. Uh, mm, that's an interesting one. I, uh, I wouldn't rule it out, um, but I don't, I don't think the time's right. It's a bit too soon, I think. For, for I don't, but I don't, I, don't, I don't know whether we would or not. I'm not saying we're just waiting for the time to be right. I'm just... I don't know. We were... You know, we loved Gareth and... Anyway, we shall see. Also, earlier on today, I was listening to Dust Breeding, which is a, an old... Um, Big Finish Doctor Who story with Sylvester McCoy and the Master. That's right. I think it was the first time we did the Master, actually, with um, Jeffrey Beavers. A very good early story of yours. I often wonder what happened to Bev after all those events. Bev Tarrant was, I thought, a pretty good character, and I would have liked to have seen more of her in years to come. So my question is, have you considered bringing Bev back, or even would you do it? Personally, I quite liked the character, and both the Genocide Machine and Dust Breeding. It's interesting you say that you quite liked it. I mean, I, there doesn't seem to be any great love for Bev there, which is a shame. Yes, Louise Faulkner's an old friend of mine. Um, and, uh, yeah, she, we, it's, and that's why I cast her in The Genocide Machine. I just worked with her in a, a season of um, uh, plays up in Nottingham at the Theatre Royal. Um, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't rule it out. She could, you know, she's been uh, with Bernice Summerfield quite a lot. She's featured in those. Have you heard those, Darren? Anyway, on that note, I'm going to go now and continue listening to Blood Tide. Oh, yes, a Silurian mm. story by Johnny Morris featuring um, uh, Colin Baker. Also, Miles Richardson's in it playing um, Charles Darwin, I believe. Uh, it's another of Darren's favourite audios. Take care all and have a buck up from me. Are you recovered? I am recovered. I, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling ready to rock. Okay. Rocking is a state of mind, Nick, and I am ready. Uh, so this is what our rolling. Is that a state of mind or is that just a motion? Well, that's more of a motion. That's sort of, mm. you know, if you trip up on a hill and roll down can it, you, you, you're rolling. Can you describe it in a sound? Uh, rolling? Um, yes, I can. Oh, he's... Oh, my goodness. 
Look oh, at that. Very good. Look yeah. at that. 20, 20, 20 sided dice. What there. is that? A 20 sided it's a, it's dice? It's a D20. It's a D20 dice there. Right. Don't even know what that means. It means it's a 20 sided dice, you see. D20. Dice? That's 20 sides. Just rolled a 13. Right, no. oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, long, long, long story short, I, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm developing an incredibly geeky um, hobby which I don't want to confess on anyway, here. Anyway, buck up! Buck up. Buck up. Uh, yeah, so this is our, our last email of the week. I sound really solemn. I don't know why I am. This is our last email of the week, uh, which seems unfair <laughs> because there were so many more. Um, this one's from Rachel uh, Adler. Um, or Adler, or Adler, um, who knows? At least we think that's her name. Um, we're a bit confused between her email address and her sign-off, but anyway, you know, we're, we're just going to go with Rachel Adler, um, or Alder, or Alder. Um, it, it, who knows? Um, could be Brian, for all we know. Um, anyway, uh, hi, Nick and Benji. Uh, how are my favourite podcasters? Nick, we're very well. Yeah, yeah, not bad, yeah, not too bad. Not, not too shabaroony, you know. Getting on. Exhausted after the, uh, the long email. Well, you know, it's water under the old bridge, isn't it? Oh, yeah, that's me. Yeah, but yeah, uh, I just bought Hamlet, and it's fantastic. Um, Hamlet being the play, not not a strange cut of um, of pork that you've got from the butchers. Um, I've just bought some Hamlet, and it's fantastic. Uh, uh, Very good fried with some anchovies. <laughs> oh, lovely. Um, I was uh, entranced by the free sample. I'm a Shakespeareaholic, and this is my favourite play. The Big Finish production is outstanding, fresh, vibrant, and exquisitely cast. Whoa! All, yeah, all the performances are inspired, but I especially love Terry Malloy. I never before imagined Polonius as creator of the Daleks. <laughs> yes, well, he actually was. Uh, William Shakespeare um, was actually the creator of Davros, um, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, bird of knighthood not. Uh, he also wrote Catweasel, apparently. Um, all Hamlet fans, be sure to watch um, the comedy Strange Brew. Um, please say the Scottish play will be coming up and starring perhaps David Tennant or Sylvester McCoy and casting Colin Baker as Falstaff in Henry the Fourth would be genius. Um, I tell you, I'd love to see. I'd love especially to see um, uh, that Scottish play. Of course, it'd be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Colin Baker was haranguing me on the phone the other day, uh, saying that why am I not in any Shakespeare's? He would be good in a in a Shakespeare. He to would be, fair. be excellent. He would be. It's a question of you know how many more we do. It's a very crowded market, the old Shakespeare market. It is, but if you could do it well, you can do it well. I mean, I'm not a big Shakespeare man. You know, I'm not not. I know what I like, and I, I like what I know. You know, and you know, give us give us a bit of old Macbeth, or or maybe a little bit of um, Richard the Third. Well, now is the winter of our discontent. Uh, deformed, unfinished, sent forth breathing into this world, scarcely half made up. Um, mm, very good. Thank you very much. That's, my, that's what I do in front of the mirror every day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's rather tragic. <laughs> the dogs bark at me. Um, yeah, so I wanted to tell Benji that I also had the experience on holiday of a man with a camera rudely asking me to move so that he could photograph the view. The sun was setting over Lake Michigan and a sailboat was on the horizon. Yes, it was beautiful, but also visible from the whole beach and not just where I happened to be standing. <laughs> that is so true. It's so true. But it's funny how self-absorbed people seem to get on holiday. But I suppose you're going to be because you go on holiday to have a bit of me time, don't you? Because so, I've got to have fun. You know, I've you, got to enjoy this. That's the terrible stress of a holiday, isn't it? Yeah, it, well, it is. You think, oh, I just want to lay. I don't like holidays. 
I don't like I holidays don't where, where I, I don't do anything. I, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big, you know, I like going out and doing stuff. The thought of having to sit on a beach, uh, I mean, listening to, you know, I remember I spent a whole holiday listening to Dalek Empire once and had a thoroughly enjoyable time. Now if that's not, a holiday. Now that's a holiday. I did have a bad sunburnt back at the end of it, though. But It was worth it, though, it for was Dalek worth, Empire. It, it was worth it for a bit of... Third uh, degree burns, <laughs> worth it for Dalek Empire. Adds to the experience. But um, yeah, I don't. I it's don't. like being shot by a Dalek. <laughs> ah! um, uh, so yes, carry on with this email. Uh, so great to hear an American Big Finish employee interviewing Sarah Sutton. Wow, that's rad, dudes! I'm totally off the hizook. Hizook, hizook. Who knows? Um, wow, that's rad, dudes. Um, yeah, love a bit of American. Love it. Um, I, do you not Are find? You all right, Benji. Do you need to have a lighter hand again? No, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm just just rocking and rolling. Um, don't you find, Nick, that when you meet an American in person, despite the fact that it's just <laughs> it's another accent, dodgy. it's like yes. you just think, oh, my God, like they're American. It's, it always makes you like go, wow. Well, I think for English people of a certain generation, it, you feel like you're in a movie. You do, absolutely. Like when I first went to America, I just felt like it, when the roads are so wide and the cars are so big, I just thought, well, this is, I've only ever seen this in movies. <laughs> and likewise, when you feel, when you meet an American person, they're speaking the way that mostly throughout your childhood, you only saw that, heard that in movies. And they're all so completely insistent that no English person can do an American accent as well. Oh, and you can impersonate their voice right back at them in exactly the same way. And they say, <laughs> no, that, that doesn't sound right. And you think, mm, yeah, I think, I think you find it was. I, I, I think you find it does. It does. It's uh, particularly uh, uh, Americans uh, have always complained to Big Finish that none of our American accents sound right. Why am I opening this debate again? I can hear the emails rushing in. You know, they say oh, that actor, and we say, well, that actor was American. They say, yeah, but they've obviously lived for too long in the UK, and they they're starting not to sound American. The thing is, of course, that like in Britain, and even more so, I would imagine, uh, there are you know loads of different kinds of accents in America and different regions. You know, people of different generations uh, have all sorts of different types of accents. I mean, I know that the British accent is adopting uh, a lot of American sounds, you know, American ways of speaking. Like, for example, the British way to say schedule is scheduled, but uh, we hear schedule so often that uh, I would say that most British people say schedule now. Well, it's like, um, research- I always correct them in a really bad-tempered way. I take that from Maggie Stables, you know, used to play uh, <laughs> Even Smythe. I remember once, you know, a rehearsal of a, a play, a theatre play, and she was sitting in the corner reading her copy of the Daily Telegraph, as she always did the uh, crossword. And some actor just randomly in one of their lines said, schedule. And without looking up from behind her newspaper, she just said, schedule! <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the actor in question sort of stopped and went, um... Yeah, thanks, Maggie. And I uh, just carried on in a kind of, yeah. Maybe you could have said, uh, could I suggest you pronounce it uh, <laughs> schedule, not, you know, schedule! And that kind of, <laughs> if I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. It's, yeah, it's, it's, what it, it's, it's, it's difficult. The other one that I always find really, a really confusing one is uh, research and research. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I think the, the English way is research, isn't it? You say, I'm going to research something over here. Well, I would say this, and I may be wrong. I'm sticking my neck out. (laughs) Uh, Which is that uh, research is the verb and research is the noun. Okay. That's, yeah. So it's a research station, um, but I was researching something. But you could say it's a research station as well. And you you were researching something. 
Yeah, but that sounds American to me. That to does, say that yeah, that does, verb. yeah. No. yeah. Anyway, that's my theory, but please send in many emails to shoot me down, literally. No, not literally. <laughs> uh, that would just, that would just be unfortunate. Shoot me down and Velcro me up. Nicholas Briggs, an autobiography. <laughs> that's a that's a T-shirt slogan right there. I can see, I can hear Sue Cowley designing it now. She would. There's going as well. to be there's going to be a big finish podcast T-shirt. No with, with way. Buck up and stop. Don't move. Oh come and on. Stuff on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is genius. I just... will be advertising that in coming podcasts. Oh, and and, and, and obviously three people will buy them. <laughs> but but those three people will, will be blessed with. Uh, with the catchphrases of the gods. Yeah. Um, anyway, this email has but a few lines yes, to, uh, yes. Ah. to go. Uh, it says, I love the old radio show The Navy Lark with John Pertwee. Um, <laughs> Joan Pestwick, um, Mr. Um, Mr. Bert Wee. Um, as <laughs> that's my favourite. I'm not going to go on another talk. I don't about even it. know what you're talking about. Uh, it's, just, it's this great thing of... Um, he, he listed all these basically all these types of uh, times in which people have mispronounced his name oh, and there are loads there are loads of them Mr. My, Bert my favourite one is <laughs> um, I think there was a great one where um, some American guy said uh, yeah I'm looking for a Mr. Um, Jam Putrid <laughs> it's really good um, yeah it's a great list he had a lot of fun with his name John Pertwee yes he used to do a whole routine about the origins of his name yeah. oh, I love him love him but yes um, it's, uh, Rachel says here um, so talking about the Navy Lark stuff which makes me wonder can Tim Trelaw do comedy can it, Tim Trelaw do comedy it would be <laughs> fantastic to have, he? Um, to have a big finished Navy Lark range <laughs> no, it's not what she said. She says a big finished comedy series, not a big finished Navy. Oh, I just assumed you're it. Just, you're just making stuff up. I just assumed that she meant. I would also like to give Benji a thousand pounds every three minutes. Oh yeah, she definitely said I that. Thought, I thought. I thought she was associating that with a. Okay, it would be fantastic to no, have. Well, well, I've said it. You don't have to read it out. No, now. no, I was right. So it would be fantastic to have this as a big finished comedy oh, series. Right, okay. Ha ha ha. Yes, I got you, Briggs. Ah, 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 ah. Like yes, she didn't, yes. Yeah, right, no, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, all right, but but probably no is the answer. Probably no. I used to listen to the Navy Lark basically because John Pertwee was in it, but he also used to be on just before or after something I listened to on Sundays back in the day. Goodness me, I remember Sunday afternoon comedies on the radio. I remember probably, Sunday afternoon radio comedies too, actually. Radio, yeah, I, I remember it. I remember being a kid and listening. On, on a Sunday, we'd always go um, shopping somewhere far away. So we'd always listen to that in the car. I remember all these I'm sorry, comedies. I'll read that again was one of my favourite ones that had a lot of the Monty Python people in that. They, and I remember once they did a fantastic um, send-up of uh, Star Trek. Oh, wow. And one of my favourite jokes at the time, which isn't funny at all about it, where... Uh, well, Captain Kirk says, Scotty, take the lift down to engineering. He says, oh, but Captain, it's awful heavy. <laughs> <laughs> the idea that Scotty was going to carry the lift down to engineering is just stupid. And also their version of the Star Trek theme was them all just going. <laughs> I love so. Is that is that the Python gang? It, it was it was, um, I think, Tim Brooke Taylor. Oh, I love it. I think it was the goodies were in it. Amazing. And also, I think uh, John Cleese. And yeah, it was a mixture of all of them. Yeah. Amazing. And some other stuff. 
So just shooting back quickly to the end of this email, um, thanks so much um, for the summer sale. I'm hoping to dive into The Prisoner, uh, The English Way of Death, Red Dawn, and hopefully some First Doctor as well. Uh, Have you announced the winner of this year's Paul Sprague Short Trips opportunity? I was so impressed with the first one. I'd like to conclude with Love Lives On! Rachel Rainwise sent from Elsinore Castle. Don't know where that is, but I want to go there, and and I hope it's got a drawbridge. I think Elsinore Castle is um oh it's a Danish castle. Oh, that's beautiful! Look at that. Yeah. No, it's a castle in Shakespeare's Hamlet. Oh. Now we were looking at. Oh, well, um, that's why, because Hamlet's set in Denmark, Prince of Denmark, Kronborg Castle. I know. That's what comes up when you type in Elsinore. Oh, well, there we go. the Google. Magic. Well, um, with regard to the Paul Sprague Short Trips opportunity, uh, all the entries are in, and we have some finalists, and Ian Atkins and I are sorting through them now. I have a file with those in, so um, it's coming up. You haven't missed it, Rachel. Rock and roll. Uh, Just before we delve into my official Facebook page, which just may be a feature too long in this... (laughs) Yeah, we're at 54 <laughs> minutes. <gasps> a big thank you to uh, Carol Duchesner. Duchesner. Well, hold on. Let, let, me put this, let me put this on one line. Duchesner. Hold on. I know what I want to do. Wait. But du- Carol... Duchess, you- no. Duchess, no. Duchess, no. Well, uh, Carol, so sorry to mispronounce your name. She, you've sent in 40 emails to podcast at bigfinish.com, but you've asked for them not to be read out. There's no particular reason for them not to be read out. The content is perfectly lovely, but we respect Carol's wishes and we thank you heartily, Carol. I did look back through them because I'm sure you provided a pronunciation guide for how to say your name, but I couldn't find it. Maybe I didn't look enough. So sorry for messing up my name. And thank you for your lovely emails. You're so full of enthusiasm. And it makes my heart sing to read those emails. So thank you very much. Anyway, onto my Facebook page. My official one, I should say. Not just going to read out to you, you know, where I'm going on my holidays or something. Not that I am going on holiday. Well, I sort of am. I'm going to Bath. But anyway. Uh, so, yes, I put up on my Facebook official page. Uh, Mr. Clifford and I here recreating our own caption image for the closing titles of a 1970s cop show. Did you see this? No, we'll be Big Finish podcasting tomorrow. We've got some lovely emails lined up, but we're always happy to receive more. Or you can ask your questions or make your comment here right now. It's it's made something that what I've done with that image. It's made you look better. I'm trying to get it up because I it kept Nicholas going to Briggs your, official. It kept going to your personal page and not your. Ah, uh, okay. T- yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it it does, make me look better. You look, yeah. you look dead cool. I look Someone like a- <laughs> thinks that it makes it look like you've got a black eye that I've punched you. Anyway, well, well, that's Stephen what Bell says, I utterly adore the novel adaptations range when it was released. Is there any possibility that this range will be revived in future? And I say, funny, no one's ever asked that before. Uh, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I think he might have got the joke. And he said, ha, ha, I see your point. Still, I can dream, can't I? Jenny Fletcher, who I've mentioned. Jenny Fletcher. Hello, people of Big Finish, uh, at Big Finish. I haven't been writing into the podcast recently due to exams and other fun things, but I have still been trying to keep up to date with the podcast and enjoyed the small mention I got a while back. Well, here's another mention, Jenny. 
Yes, because we interviewed Jenny live in a podcast uh, with Joe Smith years and years back now, it seems, probably just two years ago. And a question, possibly one that you are tired of hearing since the amount of new series Doctor Who audios has been increasing recently. Are there any plans to get Martha back either along with the 10th Doctor or as part of a unit audio? We would love to get Martha back, um, uh, but Freema has indicated that she doesn't want to do anything connected with Doctor Who for the time being. But let's hope that changes because I love Freema. I always got on so well with her. She's such a lovely human being and a brilliant actress and uh, she's just been off doing other stuff she's Hopefully in a play at the back. moment isn't she in London yeah in London yeah we should go and kidnap her from the stage door and <laughs> force her to do a big finish that's not serious sorry uh, thanks for all the great stuff you are producing says Jenny Jenny it's a delight to hear from you I hope your exams haven't been too stressful uh, I, I'd um, put a message back to her Jenny Fletcher at last uh, Steve Hatcher an old friend of Big Finish and of mine uh, great to hear someone suggest you continue Terry Nation's The Incredible Robert Baldrick last week I remember suggesting that two years ago Steve you've suggested everything to me uh, it uh, would make a fabulous uh, one off set scarcely more obscure than the Omega Factor which is superb by the way but I, I don't I don't agree with you uh, particularly opportune given the sad recent loss of Robert Hardy I'd buy it well there you are that's uh, I said I'll hold you to that mate uh, what else have we got um, uh, I have only three comments says Stephen David Blute <laughs> Uh, and they are my favourites stop the move back up and that way it leads to death um, TARDIS Parrot says good cop bad cop but who is the prisoner referring to our picture and I said that would be telling because that's the kind of witty <laughs> guy I am um, and, and Nigel Bromley has an idea for what the cop show should be called introducing the recorders find out what happens when two drama professionals Lord Briggs and young Benji are recruited by a secret government organisation their mission is to fight crime but are by any means possible a new action series by ITC <laughs> I have this uh, vision Sam, of you dressed up like some kind of lord. It's just a, a, a wonderful <laughs> well, regalia. As, as uh, our video chat, Tom Saunders mentions, the way I've done that picture makes it look like the top of my head is missing. <laughs> oh, gosh, it does. Yeah. It looks, it looks I like... think that's true. It's a, Oh, it's missing. Uh, Sam it, it looks Geedon like you, says, you just, your, your head ends at your glasses. <laughs> Sam, I'm determined to get your comment in. Uh, are we going to see more of the Seventh Doctor's later TV movie era beyond the occasional story? I don't know. I don't know. Sorry, Sam, but I will consider that. Uh, lots of other comments. Uh, Alex Pass said, really enjoyed the Doctor Who lost stories and the Avengers lost episodes ranges. Any big finish plans to adapt the BBC sci-fi series, the Quatermass Experiment and A for Andromeda? If not, why not? Buck up! Cool. rights issues rights 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 we'd love to do things like that though uh what's the chances of seventh doctor and group captain chunky gilmore gordon mccauley says uh crossover set on arnhem bridge during operation market garden <laughs> oh. hey hey just imagine uh anita russ says we want another big finish day please and soon thanks uh, sorry about that we should have done one by now uh paul carton brown says do you think benji could kazoo the theme to hawaii 5 oh that would be awesome get on with it That's that's all you could manage. You didn't do the An old hermit once said to me, Nick, Shut don't up. give everything away on the oh, first opportunity. Really? You know, save it. Save it, cherish it. Save and, it and, to next time. And, Get and, that ready for the next exactly. thing to use. Anyway, that's far too much of that. I would say I remember a Jack Lord who um 
starred in Hawaii Five O. He used to do that swanky turn to camera where they edited it like three times. So he did, did something. And I remember a friend of my uh, parents when I lived in Burton on Trent in the Midlands. She said, "Oh, when Jack Lord turns to the camera." Oh. Makes me go all quivery. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there we have it. The beautiful madness of Facebook. And with that radical deviation from our established norm, it is time to end she this week's emails. It's like a book. I'm going to close it and put it back to the library where it won't be ever taken out. Well, not for a long time. Maybe occasionally it might resurface in somebody's house and you open it and you think, oh, they never gave that one back, did they? and fade out. Time now to join our intrepid interviewer, Karen Parks, as she embarks on perhaps one of her most hazardous missions, interviewing Tegan. Yes, it's Janet Fielding who has the definitive story of how she met me. When did I first meet Nick Briggs? It was a dark and stormy night. I was wandering across the moor, yelling, Heathcliff, Heathcliff. And instead, Nick Briggs appeared. <laughs> I'm going to ask Nick if he remembers meeting you that way, Janet. Um, so, uh, Janet, feeling, what is tingling your molecules about Big Finish at the moment? Uh, this is the first day of recording of a new batch of stories. Well, it's always nice to get together with the old crew. That's apart from anything else. You know, we've been friends now for a long, long time. Don't tell Peter that. Don't tell Peter that I like working with them. Because, you know, that'll just feed his ego. But that that is the truth. Um, we do enjoy seeing each other. And, um, yeah, so that's lovely. Um, and then, it, I don't know, it's just, there's always a good atmosphere. And we always meet new people and they're usually, you know, with... I can't think of anybody who's ever come in that's been, you know, unpleasant. Everybody's usually very nice, and uh, so we have. It's good fun. You do these these great scripts, and and you know, people seem to enjoy it. So you know that there's people going to appreciate it at the end. So that's lovely. Um, when you go to conventions, is there a particular story that gets handed to you? more often uh, than others for, to be signed by fans? Is there one a big Finnish story? Well, usually for me, I think it's Lady of Mercia. Yeah, I tend to get that one quite a lot. Yeah. Is, is that one you enjoyed a lot making as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was good. It was an historical one. Yeah. Um, and what's tingling your molecules about entertainment in general right now? Uh, any recommendations for TV or film or theater or books or anything? Well, I've got to say, the thing I enjoyed most recently has been the last series of Doctor Who, which I loved. Um, I love Peter's work, Peter Capaldi's work, and um, he's an old mate. I've known him a very long time. Um, when I was an agent, I used to represent his wife, Elaine Collins, who is a fabulous actress. Um, but she's now, uh, I think, is she head of drama at the BBC? She's sort of, she is un grand fromage um, at the BBC. Um, and so, and I loved uh, Pearl's work, yeah. Pearl Mackey's work on with Bill. I thought that that was, uh, you know, it was a fresh take on the companion, and um, and I enjoyed the the stories, you know, with, with some great cast. And I always 
feel that pang of envy about the special effects and the sets, but I get over it. <laughs> um, did you um, watch like all the way through? Did you? Yep. Yeah. Yep, I watched all of them. And, and I mean, I was away for a couple, but I, I watched them on catch-up, yeah. Um, so is there a guilty entertainment pleasure right now, something that... Uh... I have to admit that if I can't find anything else and I just want to have a lie down and watch something... Sorry, that was my nice shoe. Um, if I want to watch something that is absolutely mindless... I cannot watch the quiz shows because I'm sick of seeing these all-male panels or the one token female. It drives me absolutely insane. So, but I tend to watch... I, I'm fascinated by the true crime thing, you know, which is, is to me, comparatively new, you know, although it has a long and, and, and uh, ignoble... Pref uh, history with the penny dreadfuls and stuff from the victorian era and and before you know so there you go did you uh listen to serial that podcast did that make it over here? no i keep meaning to listen to that yeah. yeah yeah i know what you're talking about the baltimore one yes yeah. yeah um do you have any summer plans what are your summer plans my summer plans are to uh, do more work with Project Motorhouse, which is the charity that I've started, and uh, working away in Ramsgate trying to save an old building and uh, use the proceeds from the rents to, you know, it's a social enterprise to, uh, to fund the youth work we do. Sounds great. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And we wish Janet well with her brilliant charity work with Project Motorhouse. Brilliant. Uh, they've achieved really great things. And Janet has been tireless. Brilliant. I'll say brilliant several more times. Brilliant. Okay, we have to move fast because this podcast has, has gone on beyond a joke. It has. And this time now it's time for the Randomoid Selectron. Cue that epic music. Okay, and this week for Ran, we have just got in and Ran has selected The Man Who Wasn't There. A short ship starring India Fisher uh, sets in the Eighth Doctor's time in the TARDIS. Charlie Pollard's innocent request to meet a historical hero seems to be the easiest thing for a friend with a time and space machine to make happen. But as Charlie and the Doctor seek out the Victorian explorer, they uncover a sinister scheme to unravel Earth's future by affecting its past. But where in its history was the deed done? And is it already too late to put right? Hey, well, this was uh, written by Ian Atkins, our very own Ian Atkins, produced by uh, Michael Stevens, late of Audio Go, now works on the uh, Penguin Random House range of audios. And, and uh, after Audio Go, we, we grabbed Michael Stevens, we threw him a lifeline, and he came in and did these for us. Um, I don't think it's anything to do with the fact that Ian Atkins does a lot of the updating of our site, that this story written by him has a hell of a lot of reviews on his <laughs> uh, great reviews um here is uh, a, a chunk of it big finish presents doctor who short trips the man who wasn't there charlie glanced along the narrow path as she had done periodically all morning it was as empty as it had been since a curious monkey an hour ago actually no it wasn't Doctor, there's someone there. Is this him, your fabled explorer, Marchmont? Mom Marsh, Doctor. And no, it isn't. 
Charlie stood and took a step towards the crouching, nervously peering man. He was naked save for a loincloth, his dark skin gleaming in the sunlight. Hello? she asked slowly and loudly. The man backed away and made a low sound which to Charlie's ears was almost but not quite words. I don't understand you, Charlie said carefully. The man's response was just as before. I'm looking for a man, Montmarche, man, like him, she indicated the doctor. He has climbed mountain today, big mountain, she pointed to the peak that loomed over the landscape. The man looked at the doctor, then at the mountain, and said a word that could have been a question. Yes, Charlie said, mountain, is that mountain doctor, do you think? Montmarche has climbed it. Can you help us? She glanced at the doctor. Is there something wrong? Big finish. We love stories. Highly recommended with the lovely Indian Fisher doing a brilliant job of the reading. Um, yeah, the, I, just a huge shout out for the short trips range anyway. They're nice and affordable, pretty short, but oh, there's a lot in them and really worth getting into. A nice bite of audio to listen to maybe at times when, um, when you're somewhere noisy and you can't hear the intricacies of sound design and music when you're on a train or a bus. You can just listen to a voice telling you a story. Yeah, the short trip trains. The man who wasn't there. Brilliant. They're very good as well. If your train is delayed and you're stuck in in the rain, I recommend it because I had that and I had sat in a shelter, listened to a short trip, and suddenly a horrible experience became a delightful one. And also worth mentioning that the aforementioned um, Ian Atkins is now the producer of Short Trips. Been doing it for a while. Fantastic job, and you know, huge well done to Ian for all the brilliant stuff he does. Really imaginative stuff you would never be able to predict. Great stuff. Um, but Ian, though, love you. Legend. Uh, so as this podcast sinks into a gurgling puddle of corrosive acid... Um, glug, gurgle, squelch. Um, there's just time now for Nick to round up what's out there in the big Finnish world. Well, we're on the eve of many great releases, obviously. The Blood Furnace, The Skin of the Sleek, The Third Doctor, Volume 3, and all that. But if you want something right now, Series 5 of Torchwood has finally arrived. Aliens Among Us, Part 1. It's awesome. The reaction online to a new Torchwood team meeting the old Torchwood team has been fantastic. Don't bloomin' miss it. Also from Torchwood, The Dying Room, starring Simon Russell Beale. The real Beale, as we like to call him, as of last week's podcast. And then, of course, to be or not to be, that is the question, whether it is nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune or take arms against the sea of troubles and by opposing them... Yeah, well, you get the gist. It's only flipping Hamlet, starring Alexander Blumin Vlahos. There's also Miles Crikey Moses Richardson... Braxiatel fans, Tracy, uh, goodness me, Childs, uh, Klein fans, and Terry, hey, Malloy, <laughs> Davros fans. So there you have it. It's having a bit of trouble improvising there. <laughs> it happens to us. <laughs> Just imagining Davros there. <laughs> Davros, <laughs> do you wish us to exterminate the Thals? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so at any moment now I we'll always do I always I'm, so, I'm sorry I always do that's my version of rubbish improvisation you know I I, um, I was I once had to improvise for uh, three seconds on live television 
I got to the end of the bit of scripts that I'd learned and then they did the three symbol and all and I was talking about a, a ghost walk and all I could think to do was to do a spooky laugh and that spooky laugh seemed to have to last for eternity because I just went, <laughs> and don't forget the ghost walk <laughs> and then when they just did the cut where we're, we're off now I just went <laughs> oh. <laughs> It reminds I hated me of, myself. It reminds me of that um, Alan Partridge thing where he's he's, in, he's doing that segment and he goes, um, yes. <laughs> News. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, any moment now, we'll be directing the first 15 minutes of uh, the Seventh Doctor release. Um, I say directing. I don't know why I'm directing. Well, I don't know why I'm directing. <laughs> and I was obviously off it goes, Silv. <laughs> I was clearly thinking about the fact that I'll be directing a Sylvester McCoy story soon. <laughs> well, soon. I say in December, actually. But I'm planning it. I'm trying to get a day when Sylvester McCoy can make it. He's not travelling all over the blimmin' world. Bless him. Bless him. Bless him. But, you know, yeah, here's the first 15 minutes of a seventh doctor release. The Blood Furnace uh, for your ear thingin'a-bobbies. Uh, yes, Sylvester McCoy, Sophie Aldred and Bonnie Langford will be here as the Doctor, Ace and Mel encountering something rather disturbing. But what and where and how? Find out after this nonsense. What are you up to this weekend, Benji? Me? Uh, doing a bit of work, going out for an Italian meal um, and just ploughing my way through a lot of Game of Thrones in the evening, basically. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, just... Colin Baker told me he's, he's watched The Lot oh, over I... just a few days. He it just was... got, And I said, well, I don't get anything that's got um, Game of Thrones on. He said, what, you don't have a DVD player? <laughs> it's true. I, I took all the DVDs. I did it as well. I did it as well. I, I I had Sky Player, and and then they got rid of it for a while. And I was like, I was like, I've only, I've got through flipping series one, and now I can't see anything else. So I just bought the whole Blu-ray set, and I'm loving it. Um, recommend I it. Dare, you know, I just don't have enough time. To Neither do, do I. That. But it's, it seems to be my way of relaxing in the evening because you know, I know if you stare at a PC all day, you, you go mad. How about you, Nick? What are you doing? Well, I just wanted to mention that to relax in the evening at the moment, I've been watching Strange Report. Oh, okay. Sorry, Anthony Quayle, someone else whose name I don't remember, but most importantly, Annika Wills oh, in a yeah. marginalised, sexistly treated female leading role, <laughs> where they just constantly ask her to make coffee and mind the phone and know you can't come with us on the interesting bit of the story. That said, I think she's well out of it because even though I love it because it's like having a plain cheese sandwich with no flavour after you've had a lot of flavour all day. Um, it, the story, uh, you know, can I be controversial? The scripts are abysmal. <laughs> I mean, they are, th the stories are dull with a capital D-U-double-L with another double <laughs> L added on the end. That said, they are beautifully made and beautifully acted. But I mean, really? Oh. Uh, and and so sexist and there's a story about race that I'm watching at the moment and of course it's it's done in 1968 and so it's they, they are trying not to be racist they are trying to be progressive but it is it's so incredibly patronizing you keep sort of wincing I find I find that kind of historical document quite interesting to watch but they could never ever ever show it on television now really so, so no. despite the, the fact that they're trying to be progressive oh god it yeah, completely yeah. backfired oh. I mean, and I can't go into it without offending everyone. <laughs> but but interesting to watch in the safety of my own home and and using a mind wiper afterwards. <laughs> 
Yeah, well. uh, also, what I'm doing this weekend is I'm going to Keith Barnfather's. <laughs> I nearly said funeral. I meant wedding. Um, <laughs> He did say to me that he he said he's trying to write his bridegroom's speech, and he said oh, I've only ever done speeches at funerals. Uh, I'm only I only seem to be good at those. I said that's your first line of the speech. It'll go down a storm. That is so a I good think he's going to do it, and it's going to be horrible when the audience doesn't laugh because he'll be nervous about nervous about saying it. And he'll turn to me and said Nick Briggs told me to say that. He said Point. it would be funny. <laughs> I know that's how it's going to go. I'll tell you next week whether that's what's happened. Yes, I'm his best do. man, Aww. and I, I'm 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 yes. Keep on, Father. For any of you don't know is the producer of real-time pictures that made myth makers a series of video interviews which i did back in the day and they're still going on i do the occasional one but lots of other interviewers are doing it now so yes um he and his partner have been together a long long time but they've finally decided to get married which is very nice uh, so that's what i'm doing and then after that because we'll be in the area we're going to go um to bath for uh, a short holiday as i mentioned earlier I'm thinking I might get in touch with uh, Tom Spilsbury, now ex-editor of Doctor Who magazine, because he's staying in Bath at the moment with his dad. I don't know. See, see how it goes. Could be nice. Could It'd be, be nice. nice for me, but not so nice for Steph and Ben. Just love <laughs> this idea that Tom Spilsbury and I talking about Doctor Who. But know. hundreds of Doctor Who fans flock onto trains to Bath to somehow find. <laughs> there must be in one of these pubs somewhere. <laughs> Why wasn't my email answered, Nick? Um, yes. I uh, will also be continuing to write stuff and read stuff while I'm away. There's no rest for the wicked. That's very true. And, and with that, um, I, I, I fear it is time for yeah. us to... Ha- How long have we been recording for? Um, we've been recording for about an hour and 13 minutes now. Jeepers creepers. Okay, right then. <laughs> time now for the first 15 minutes of The Blood Furnace. Ooh! <laughs> spider strike. You roll the stick down, back up and hit the kick button. That's brutal, Finny. Another game? Oh, I should really get back to work. Nah, we still got ten minutes of lunch. Don't give the company your time for free, Joe. Some of us are grateful to have a job at all, you know. My dad's been out of work ten years. <laughs> i put the coin in now. Can't waste it. Okay, okay, just a quick one. So... They uh, got you working on the bridge now? Yeah, fiddly work. The instrument panels arrived this morning, and the connections... Well, it's weird. Instead of wires, it's like pipes. Like you'd have four... Ah! How did you do that move? Okay, okay. Watch my hands, yeah? I'm watching. Down, back, up, and then any... Vinny? What? What's happening to... Oh. Your hands! It's fine. Fine? 
They've gone black. They look like they're melting. I knew something like this would happen. Handling all that stuff, we've got to tell them. But it could happen to someone else. We're not telling anyone. How can you be so calm about this? Sorry, Matt. Just a ship ship. Oh, yes, but we're not at sea. No, Mel. This ship is still under construction. We're on Merseyside, and the year is 1991. Oh, great. Let's go somewhere else. No ways. There's not going to be anything worth doing here, unless Everton happened to be playing Charlton today. They won't be. You're in Division 2 at the moment. Oh, dark times. Now, let's just take a quick look below deck. These old hulks are beautiful pieces of engineering, you know. Design. What sort of ship is it? I thought it was a cargo ship at first, but there are some very odd touches. I wonder if perhaps it's military. Military? Ah, now you're interested. Worried, actually. What do we say if they find us poking around? It's Sunday. The yard is closed. We have the complete run Hi, of the... Who are you? Oh, maybe it's Tuesday. You can't just wander in here. Where do you... I'm the doctor. Thank heavens you're here. Me? Yes. Who are you? Lee Clayton, shop floor manager. Wait, if you've been... Oh, good. We're an inspection team from, um... The Foreign Office. Exports like this are just what Britain needs right now. Did you clear this with the boss? Of course. Go and check with him. I will. You wait. Lee, I just found Joel in the break room, lying on his back. There's a shock. Tell the idle sod to get back to work. He's dead. (gasps) What? You lot, stay in. No, we're coming too. There is a green folder marked payroll. Who put them in the green folder marked payroll? You did, before you signed them off last time. Yes, I can see it now. Thank you, Orla. I'm not your secretary, Stuart. I'm going to get one, I promise. And we're going to set up a database yes, and... Yes, I know. Look, I'm sorry to leave you in the lurch. No, no. I'm sorry to call you at home. How are you? Well, they say the morning sickness should go away about now. Well, rest up. I think we've got all we need to complete... Sorry, Ola, I've got a call on the other line. I'll let you get back to neighbours. <laughs> I'm not watching neighbours, I'm... Hello? Oh, man. That's just... Well? Do you know anything about this? No. No? But we'd like to. What happened to the man in there? Well, he's dead. I'm very sorry. Could I see the body? Doctor! Nobody's going in there till the police arrive. We want to help. Listen, I don't like you. And I don't think you're from the foreign office. And even if you were, I wouldn't like that either. Look, we didn't kill him. He never said we did. Nobody thought it. Look, Lee... We're not from the Foreign Office. We just came to have a look around. 
We didn't realise it was off limits. There's a massive sign on every gate. Afraid of what we might see? No. Safety reasons. We're sorry for trespassing. But we had nothing to do with the death of that... How do you know my... Stuart? What? What on earth are you doing here? Friend of yours, Donut. Boss, do you want to see... What is it, Lee? Joel. Of course, sorry. Have you called the police? Yeah. And I found this lot wandering about... On the ship you're building. Nowhere near the body. Melanie, are these friends of yours? Yes, and they're not murderers, I promise. Did you come to see me? No. Oh. So you didn't know they were coming? We already admitted that. Lee, it's fine. I've known Melanie since college. We were, um... Was he? um... Yes. Oh, right. What about these two? This is my friend Ace and her uncle. Hello. I'm the doctor. Doctor of what? He's a bit of a shipping enthusiast. He's harmless. Completely harmless. Lee, we need to look at our security. We've locked the whole yard down, boss. Nobody's to leave until the police get here. Good, good. This is terrible about Joel. Keep me posted. I'd like to have a chat with Melanie. All right. Do you have any tea? Maybe uh, I... Bis- think he means just her. Oh. Tony, keep an eye on them. I've got to make sure everyone knows about this. Right. Ace, I need to see that body. You realise it might just be a normal death the police can solve themselves? We should establish that before they get here. Oh, right. I've got an idea. <clears throat> Tony, mate. Yeah? Is there a ladies' loo around here, or do you not have much call for one? Sorry about the mess. This is technically our meeting room, but we tend to use it as a general overflow workspace. But it does have a drinks machine. Yes, it does coffee-flavoured drinks, tea-flavoured drinks, chocolate-flavoured drinks, soup-flavoured drinks. Coffee. Coffee-flavoured drink it is. It's very good to see you. You kept in touch for the first few years after college, but... Sorry. It wasn't anything personal. I was (laughs) travelling. Travelling? Why'd you say it like that? You were always so career-focused. Never figured you for the type who'd go off and live in a commune in Bali. (laughs) It was very much nothing like that. I'd love to hear more about it. You seem to be doing very well. He called you boss back there. Yeah. I mean, I picked the yard up for absolute peanuts. Last time I saw you, you didn't have enough peanuts to buy a shipyard. I made a bit of money off this steel process I patented. Look, we keep a piece of it mounted on the wall, there. That's steel? Yeah. The process gives it that almost bluish dark gunmetal colour. We call it dark alloy. What else is good about it? Strength, durability and extreme heat. It's thinner and lighter without compromising those things. Did you come up with it all on your own? Uh, yes. (laughs) Just tinkering around. That's why my company's called the Dark Alloy Corporation. Thought it had a nice sort of late Victorian feel. Very impressive. You know, your timing couldn't be better. Oh? Follow me. Where's your niece gone? Uh, Just to the euphemism. Huh? She's been gone a little while. I hope she's all right. Help! Help! He tried to kill me! Oh, my goodness! Tall bloke! Dark hair! He had a flint point! He went up the stairs! Right, you guys, come on! Very effective, eh? Up here! This way! Oi, hang back, love. 
Let us deal with this. Did you see where he went? Through that door. You sure? I heard it bang just before I got here. It's locked. He must have locked it from the inside. It doesn't lock from the inside because it's a cupboard. Oh. Maybe he went another way. Or maybe there was no bloke and you think we're a bunch of divs. The thought never crossed my mind. One of you take her to my office. Yeah, I'll do it. Cheers, Vinnie. Watch her till I get there. Come on, love. Ow! You're letting him get away! They're in here. Ooh, these look fresh out of the box. This is why we've been working in the meeting room a lot. This is going to be the new design and testing centre. Mmm, I love that new computer smell. They're the first systems we've had. Really? (laughs) You need to get with the (laughs) programme. Yes, I know. I meant to, but we were stretched for money and time. But I'm dragging us into the 90s. 3D modelling has improved so much. Not just your design work. You should be doing your stock keeping, bookkeeping, payroll, client records. Absolutely. And I need someone to manage those systems for me. And it seems like you don't have a job, so... Oh. Is that a good O? It's a surprised O. You don't have to say yes now, but it'd be great to work with you, so if you could think about it. Sorry for interrupting, boss. We've got a situation downstairs. I did not lay a finger on the body. I was merely His trying... friend told us someone tried to kill her. Then we went on a wild goose chase while he was messing about with the body. I was carefully examining him. Doctor, for heaven's sake. And you thought that was your job, not the police's. You've seen the body? The black, sticky substance around his mouth? Looks like squidding. Yes, and it didn't come from a squid. So where do you think it did? None of this is any of your business. Boss, I reckon we should keep them apart till the Rosses get here. Don't know what's keeping them. If I killed this man, don't you think I'd be trying to get away? How well do you know these people, Melanie? I can vouch for him. Where's Ace? In my office. Finney's with her. Oh, this is ridiculous. Whoever did it could be miles away by now. They could, yeah. I mean, they wouldn't have hung around. Hmm, maybe. Maybe not. (sighs) Did you know him? The man who died? Everyone knows everyone here. He was a good lad, Joel. I'm sorry. So am I. What did you think you were doing? What I always do. I suppose. It feels rather different when it happens in front of someone you know. You seem to know him well. He was my boyfriend for two years. (laughs) More than two. He was studying engineering. After graduation, he was offered a job in the Middle East, and I was happy where I was, so... Long-distance relationships are awkward. He's just offered me a job here. Oh. And what did you say? Stuart? Did you say something, Melanie? I've had a chance to think it over, and your nose is bleeding. Is it? Here, take a tissue. Are you all right? It's nothing. Got a headache. What were you saying? I'll take the job. How? You can't. Wow. That's amazing. I can't wait to get started. I've actually just heard our client is dropping by. Well, that's not ideal timing. What with the... The fatality, yes, but she's not someone you can say no to. You can meet her. She'll be here any minute. I'm sorry, Doctor. You don't have to apologise. It was just now. Realising the offer might get taken away, it... It made me realise I do want it. 
It's such a good job for me. You don't have to explain. Melanie, I said we'd see her up in the meeting room. Okay. Doctor, I'll catch up with you before you go. Of course. Assuming we're allowed to leave. So, what do you do here? Welding. <laughs> you don't have to pretend to be interested. You use, like, a blowtorch? Let's talk about you. Not from round here, are you? No. I travel around. So, how come you're poking around a ship? I wasn't poking around. I was just here. The doctor dragged me. And why is he poking around? What? What are you looking at? Your hands. <laughs> Thought I'd fix this stupid glitchy piece you're of... You're not human. Very observant. Did you kill that man? Oh, that's nice. Assume the alien did it. Did you? Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm sure you were scared and, and you just lashed no, out. No, it wasn't like that. I've got a very, very important job to do.